0: What's going on guys, Seth here for Tasty Loot Gaming, bringing you uh, first ever for the channel. Uh, Recently, I uh, did a reaction video to a video floating around the internet, Dean Takahashi playing Doom Eternal. Uh, In that video, I roasted his gameplay and uh, critiqued it and talked about Doom a little bit. I'd tell you to go check out that video if you didn't see it. Uh, It got... A good amount of views for us on this channel, got us around 100 subscribers so far, which has been awesome. And uh, got the attention of Dean Takahashi. He followed me on Twitter, we talked a little bit, Uh, he had watched my video. And uh, we essentially set up uh, an interview to happen, which took place uh, like 20 minutes ago. Uh, And so this is that, and uh, before um, I show you how that interview went, which Uh, Just letting you know. I think it went really good. I loved the conversation we had. Uh, I want you to know that my objective in this interview uh, was to seek answers for questions that are asked commonly uh, that don't get answers. Um, To shine a light on Dean, uh, who he is, what he does, and why he does it. Um, To get his opinions on uh, the reactions he gets, but also uh, to see if there's any validity to these reactions. Uh, We talked for about an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, I enjoyed every single second of it. I really, really enjoyed doing this. Um, I'd like to do more interviews uh, possibly in the future. Um, And uh, yeah, so if you watch this looking for me to essentially uh, grill uh, Dean and to spend an hour and 40 minutes telling him that he's bad at video games, he deserves to be fired. Uh, bad things should happen to him. It's not going to happen in this. That was not my uh, intention ever. Uh, my intention with this is to seek information and to answer questions. And I think I did that. Um, I'm, I'm firm at some points. I'm fair for the most part. I try and be as diplomatic as possible while talking about uh, my perspective, my assumed perspective of my fellow gamers, and uh, my suspicions of games journalists. And trying to find um ways to fix the divide between us so uh with that uh i hope you guys enjoy this make sure uh this is like the first time i'm going to say this but uh you know comment like this video and share this video um this is something that I, i would like to of course for my channel's growth uh be spread around but more so uh this is a conversation that i was given uh by dean and uh I think a lot of people should see it. I think a lot of people should see what he's like, uh, what he has to say, his insight on the industry, and his view of us as gamers and uh, YouTube as a whole when it comes to being a rival to games journalism. And uh, I think I asked a lot of really good questions that get a lot of really good answers. So uh, yeah, watch this, tell me what you think in the comments, and uh, yeah, enjoy. recording through Skype because I was gonna go through OBS but it didn't like Skype uh-huh. okay so.
1: <clears throat> okay um, I think I take off my glasses I see purple on it <laughs> oh yeah well
0: yeah. uh, right. this is this is crazy this is surreal. okay <laughs> 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 I reacted to your video like two days ago now I'm talking to you yeah
1: um
0: yeah so uh, well, thanks my, for doing a call yeah I
1: yeah appreciate
0: thanks it. for thanks for being here this is this is crazy for me so uh, mm-hmm. My name's Seth. I, uh, I run Tasty Loot Gaming. Mm-hmm. It's a very small YouTube channel. Um, you found my video, I'm assuming. And mm-hmm. did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What? And, and yours was, uh, actually
1: kinder than some of the other ones that were out there. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> going to uh, ask about that. Uh-huh. What you thought um, of it. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, I, I, you know, I love games. I'm I'm sure you love games. Oh yeah, uh, we share this in common. I think um, as a journalist, people people put me in a different class. Like somehow 100%. I'm totally different from them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly, I'm the first to say I'm not a pro gamer, right? <laughs> um, but uh, there's a lot of angry gamers out there who get really angered at. Some of the you know the videos that I, I put up because the gaming is is so bad right it's, mm-hmm. and and th- this is sort of something I'm trying to understand. It's like you know, un- unpack it a little. Um, so I, I think a conversation about this is good uh, from from Definitely. my point of view. And uh, uh, you know, I, I think your your gut reaction was uh, uh, this is bad. Um, and you weren't as angry as some people, but I mean, can you explain? Maybe th- there's a there's a touch of anger here
0: uh, that maybe okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the record yeah. straight real quick. Okay, so yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> prior to this conversation we're having right now, in the last day that I've done like some research on you, okay. uh, I know you from the Cuphead video, yeah. which I found funny. That's about yeah. as far as it goes. And yeah. then uh, the day of me reacting to your gameplay of Doom, uh, mm-hmm. I was in bed, I woke up, I checked Twitter, I wasn't even planning on making a video that day, and uh, people are talking about your video, and I'm like, oh shit, like, I loved the Cuphead video, I thought it was funny, uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna check this out. So do that video, and uh, I wasn't expecting to uh, get the views that it's gotten, so far for me it's a lot of views, uh, I've mm-hmm. gained subscribers from it, which is um, cool. And, uh, and yeah, but it it was very unplanned. I just kind of did it. Uh Um, I'm gonna try and correct you in saying that I definitely, there's no anger in that video. I'm kind of, uh, my sense of humor is very dry. So a lot of times people think I'm like completely serious about stuff when I'm talking. And, uh, for the most part, I went into that video, just kind of expecting to see some bad gameplay. I saw that. Uh, not trying to insult you, but there are some stuff there obviously that that seem kind of um, yeah, I
1: can I can take it
0: it's, Yeah, basically okay. <laughs> well, I, I, You have to have a thick skin yeah. You have to because I've been going through a lot of your videos and I think people are very cruel to you uh, mm-hmm. In a lot of ways and it's messed up um, But I do think there is I think it comes from somewhere I think a lot of the anger comes from somewhere we can get into that but um uh-huh. But yeah, uh, I watched it and I started out just kind of like critiquing it. I thought I was kind of uh, on point in some ways of even talking about Doom, the way it looked, my excitement for it, stuff that Id's doing with the game. Um, And then the further I went into that video, uh, I got frustrated because at one point you finally get over the chain. That's kind of the meme now. uh, Uh Then the video just cuts out. Uh And that was probably the biggest thing I was angry about when I watched it. Yeah. And I'm saying angry just because we're using that word. I, I wouldn't say it was anger. But uh-huh. just because it almost felt like it was almost pre-planned.
2: Uh-huh.
0: To just cut like cut it off there. Almost as if like there was a yeah. joke to be had.
1: Well, I, I'll clear some of the air on just the context for it. Maybe that, okay. that helps. That. Sure. So it's, uh, it's a preview event. They said, you know, ahead of time, you, you can play Doom Eternal for three hours. You know, you start at the beginning and uh, go as much as you want Uh, but you can only record um, no more than a half hour of it and then uh, you can post no more than 15 minutes right and so then um, this actually is about two and a half hours into the game and you know they they said go ahead and turn on your your recording and Mm -hmm. it, it so happened then that I was having a terrible time where I was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, 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 I get to record only um, video of me having a hard time getting through this section. Like, you know, um, there is no good video um, mm. that I had, say, from the previous two hours, right? Because yeah. it just didn't let me record it. Um, so uh, I just happened to be in the spot. And so it's not planned, uh, uh, you know, I'm not trolling people by trying. To That's what I wanted to ask
0: you, yeah. Post,
1: yeah, not deliberately posting bad video, I'm just okay. posting what I had. And um, I did cut it down uh, towards, you know, just uh, uh, making making it, it sort of seem like I completed something uh, mm-hmm. uh, and use that as the end and then just sort of went 10 minutes earlier, right? Um, I even had a hard time, uh, just before that part, just figuring out, okay, what do I do next? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think, um, and yeah, um, uh, I think the last, the the last part, uh, um, seems so, I guess, I mean, I, I guess what, what was going on in my head as I'm playing this is, okay, um. You know, I I did an interview. I didn't actually properly set this video up by linking to two stories that I did, right? I did an interview with um, Hugo Martin, who's the creative director, Mm -hmm. and I did a a hands-on gameplay story, right? And um, normally I would do that, but I was just running late uh, that night, uh, Just and I just did this video to patch it in to those stories, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So people mostly are coming into this video, straight into the video, and then um, they have no context, they have one sentence uh, of description for the video.
0: Yeah, like I I was saying, I I kind of just watched that video and then after you and I talked uh, about doing this interview, mm -hmm. uh, I felt like it was important that I do some research on you a bit. And I found that interview you're talking about, uh, where you talked, I forgot what what his name was from Id, Hugo yeah. hugo yeah Hugo yeah and uh, it was actually a really interesting interview uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot more satisfying than the yeah. gameplay god <laughs> so like i was reading i was like okay this is info that i yeah. that i can use here
1: but i was i was going to say i mean the, the the video actually illustrates something that hugo was talking about which was mm-hmm. uh, uh, you should always stay moving right and yeah. and this is a part where i thought okay they they must have switched that off because what I have to do here is solve a puzzle. Like there's just only a few enemies, uh, you know. Didn't take care of them so well. I, I thought it was observant of you to notice that I wasn't using my right stick. <laughs> so you were <laughs> to, using a controller. Uh, I was using a controller. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I and I wasn't using my right stick. And wow, I was going like, wow, he's actually observant. Um, in that you know, like <laughs> this is not something. I mean, I normally do use the right stick yeah. when I'm shooting, uh, but. But I, I think I made it seem like I didn't know what the right stick was yeah. when I was. And it just, I think it's a, I, I'm not sure why that happened. But yeah, that was that was a bad on my part in not trying to use the right stick more, right? I mean, yeah, it's
0: like, and that's that's more so like just like confusion for me. Because like it's impossible in my mind that you are not aware of that. Like you've yeah. been, regardless I mean, of the, the videos I've seen of you playing. Hours. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah like yeah. you would have to know like like that's yeah. why like i was watching i was like this is bizarre because like i don't believe for a second you don't know how to use that but then when i was watching the video mm-hmm. i was kind of noticing that you're like kind of dragging in the same direction a lot while utilizing the left stick mm-hmm. and i was like so why is that happening so it's really interesting to me
1: uh yeah yeah i don't know ex- exactly what my problem is there but uh but it I, you know not not self-aware of that particular part right whether i yeah. Should I deliberately fail to use the red stick uh, more than I should? <laughs> anyway, but there is there was one part of the thinking here uh, that um, that kind of was running through my mind as I was doing it. Like I, I looked at the map for a long time, you know, because I was confused, didn't know what mm-hmm. I was. Doing. And you could see clearly to that part to the left that was green that I had not been on the round platform. Um, to the left of of the the gray platform I had been on Um, and I had low health right I was thinking I have low health right Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to go burn myself right yeah go into the lava just a lot of lava yeah there's a lot of lava there didn't want to just go burn myself and and I had been on that platform and it sank right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I assumed that those platforms would only sink and if I went to the left uh, onto that gray platform where I had not been yet, um, it would sink and I would lose more health. And the other one behind it um, also uh, was low and uh, it, it was gray, it had not been there, but it would also sink. And so I would lose more health trying to get from one, two, three, to this spot in the corner, uh, which was below where I had to go up high. Like I was trying yeah. to figure out, how do I get high? And these platforms to the left, they're not going to take me there. So it took me a long time to figure out, well, maybe, you know, actually, maybe they want me to go there. And uh, this part about always moving, right? If I I was always moving, I would have not burned myself so much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it didn't occur to me that I could actually run through the lava and survive long enough to get to the safe spot that would there and I didn't know that little booster was there that was going to shoot me up into the air yeah, to yeah. the top of the platform. So that's what took me long, a long time to figure out. <laughs> and so I was ignoring the left side uh, and thinking, okay, there must be a solution I'm missing over on the right, which is most of the map, right? Yeah. And and so that's why I was looking so stupid. <laughs>
0: um, it, it is interesting to get that kind of like uh, the insight of kind of like the philosophy of, uh what they're thinking when it comes to like constantly moving in combat also translating to the platforming aspect because when i saw you jump on the platform and seeing it sinking i'm like okay that's kind of neat and then i looked at the other one and i see that one's going to sink as well so i get where you're coming from uh there um it's just yeah the the amount of time it took to get to that point of getting over the chain i think is a lot of people's kind of um issue with that uh although there was i mentioned the video uh kind of like a pillar that was slammed into the wall that you returned to a couple times and uh, you had me doubting myself for a second because at first I'm like that doesn't that doesn't do anything. And I saw you come back to it. I'm like, he might be on something. I don't know. Like maybe there's something going on here. Um, I mean, you also, this whole oh. section, which is a little longer than than this,
1: uh, it does have these these puzzles, right? And so mm-hmm. um, I think some of the people were commenting like, there's no puzzles here. It's just simple platforming, right? And it's actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more things that happen a little bit before this that are really genuinely things that you have to figure out. They're, they're puzzles, and so they, they, you can sit there stumped for a while. Um, you know, like um, I think there's a, there's a there's a cube uh, stone at the very beginning of this video where I am jumping uh, from one to another. I actually had to punch that cube and move it to another location. Uh, okay. So. It could be in a position where I could actually jump, and that's that. To me, that's actually a puzzle. That's mm-hmm. a clever way for them. And you, you, didn't, you know, there's nothing that says you have to punch this, right? Um, yeah. But um, uh, I had not uh, ever you know, previously in the game punched a, a cube to move mm-hmm. <laughs> to make something move somewhere. So uh, they're throwing fresh puzzles at you at this stage, and um, and I think they're they're actually pretty good like um when I think back on this I think it's actually a pretty clever design um like yeah it, it does how, how many people on their first uh, try would have figured out that this path off to the left that's blocked by a chain mm-hmm. uh, would actually be the thing that you have to go do
0: um yeah that stuff always interests me too but also uh just on a design perspective like id making the game they have to think about these things uh, put the block there and hope that most people in their playthrough will for a second have to stop and think possibly but figure it out without them trying to like walk them through it so which it has to be a difficult task
1: uh-huh. yeah so i i think um you know it it comes back to um who has the controller in their hands like you mm-hmm. know, in this case i have the controller i'm trying to figure things out I, i'm actually um you know uh, just experimenting. And mm-hmm. um, wh- one of the things I think you said was, you know, paint the map, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Go off and figure out every little thing uh, in the, the part of the map where you are. And and yeah, I usually do that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it is only a thing only a gamer would do uh, because you know that you can find things or you can find, you know, Easter eggs or uh, if, if you behave
0: that way. And um i'm really bad I, at games I, like with maps i, I like check every <laughs> single corner so yeah so i i think people who are watching
1: games a lot of the time will, will say like why doesn't he do this why didn't he do that mm-hmm. um well you know again i'm the one in the control with the controller in my hands I've, I've tried some things uh that will um tell me why i'm not doing what you think i should do sort of yeah. Um, I saw, I experienced this in one of my other controversies uh, with uh, Call of Duty, right? Yeah, you have a lot
0: of them. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the big ones, (laughs) I've got got like four or five big ones, right? Yeah. Uh, But with Modern Warfare, um, you know, there's the scene where you're going into the townhouse and Mm -hmm. uh, you're going up the stairs with your team and uh, shooting people inside the rooms. Yeah. and, um, And, you know, when I was uh, first re- uh, able to see that scene, I was not holding the controller. Right? Um, they were playing it for us in a theater and showing us uh, this is what happens, and and so we you burst into a room. Uh, a woman runs for her baby, um, and uh, another like is grabbing a weapon, and you have to decide wh- who who to shoot. Like, do you mm-hmm. shoot this woman? Uh, do you can you shoot the baby? <laughs> and, yeah. Um, you know, you have to go shoot the other person too. And, uh, it just makes you wonder like, holy shit, are they really going to put us in this position where we I actually might shoot this woman who's running for what we don't realize it turns out to be a baby, right? We, mm-hmm. maybe she's running for a gun. Um, but, uh, when I actually played that scene, right? Um, they did not allow you to shoot, uh, the woman as she runs to the baby and she said, don't let you shoot, um, the baby, uh, as well Mm -hmm. afterward, you can actually shoot that woman. Um, and so, and so there's certain things they allow you to do or don't allow you to do sort of on this micro second kind of level. Uh, and you know, then I could see that they were actually being fairly responsible, right? Mm -hmm. They, They were, they were trying to make a point about how, how gritty and violent all of this stuff is, uh, but they were not going for the most gratuitous scene. Right. Mm -hmm. That was my problem in the first place. It's like I thought, oh, shit, I've seen this like in a theater without the controller. And I go, wow, this is some horrible stuff you can do in this game. Like, you know, uh, you can shoot a baby. Um, But uh, so with not enough information, I kind of concluded uh, wrongly in in my perspective that, you know, they should cut this shit out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When I actually played the game, it was an excellent game. Uh, you you I, did. I, like loved, it. I loved it. It was like one oh, of my wow. top top three games of the year. Uh, I'm actually level sixty in multiplayer now. Um, oh, nice. in, in Call of
0: Duty: Modern Warfare,
1: right? I think so I'm
0: 131 I, right now,
1: but I'm kind of burnt out. Good. so That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But uh, but I say that just because you know, like everybody, uh, when they see this gameplay, they they're gonna say this guy doesn't play games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I do. I just want to clear that record. Is, yes, I do play games. Um, I have a lot of them that are my favorites. I actually uh, wanted to ask you about that, yeah. but uh, this, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not, uh, but definitely not an esports player. I'm actually terrible. Um, yeah, but I enjoy them so much, mm. right? I mean, that's that's the qualification for me to be a game journalist or yeah. the qualification for me to be a gamer is that I have fun doing what I'm doing. People I mean, make fun of it, but sometimes I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm,
0: I'm kind of can't care about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna be doing what you do. So yeah. um yeah, I mean that's that's a really kind of um interesting thing. Like so first off you said like you uh you play games, people are watching you, they're not holding the controller, so they don't really know, you know, what you're going through when you're playing the game, when you're figuring it out. Uh, I went to E3 like last year, and a lot of times you just walk up to the booth, you play the game, you don't know what you're doing, and you just kind of figure it out as you go. So I get that aspect, um, but uh, and,
2: and, and then that's, that's, that is I,
1: a position that game journalists will often find themselves in: is that you get invited to a preview event mm-hmm. for something you've never played before, right? And yeah, and it, it doesn't last very long—maybe a couple hours—and so um, you know, you you are allowed to record it, but. What you're gonna record is your first crack at something, which is not Mm -hmm. looking good. Um,
0: Yeah, you're never gonna. On top of that,
1: now I now I feel like I'm offering a lot of excuses for game journalists, (laughs) and uh, not here to do that. Um, You know, uh, I'm admitting it's terrible gameplay and Mm -hmm. should have figured some things out sooner. Um, And uh, as much as I am a fan uh, of games, there's. A lot of people out there who are far better gamers and far more qualified right so
0: yeah i think the the biggest point of contention when it comes to that though although i do see people all the time go you're a games journalist you're not an expert you should be and i'm like should they actually be experts at gaming like i don't i don't i don't buy that but i do think there's a base minimum of just um understanding and you know you probably do but in the gameplay when we watch it it translates as like this guy has never played a game ever before in his life even though he says he does we don't know um and for me like a lot of people are like like uh this guy should know what he's doing blah 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 then other people will defend people like you and go like um you know he doesn't have to be like awesome at the game which i agree with as well but it's like if i go into like uh I don't know, like a restaurant asks for pizza and then they give me like, you know, a piece of cardboard with like some ketchup on it. It's not exactly what I was looking for. Or like if you were reporting on sports but you didn't understand the rules to football, I think that's people's biggest thing that they're upset about is they, they have this idea that you don't get the game but you're going to be telling us about it and maybe somebody else possibly could be more qualified for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, no argument there, I, I think... This is one reason why um, like game journalism has really stayed flat or not expanded or not grown. And Mm -hmm. uh, you've seen so much growth on YouTube, right? And on Twitch and uh, people can trust that more because it's actual uh, gameplay, either live or recorded. And you, um, you see the person. uh, So, I understand why um why it's becoming so popular is that mm-hmm. is that it's um you know it's kind of like uh going around the established media like disintermediating uh, the game journalists uh and um and it's something that uh i think is good for players right and uh people who want to see something authentic uh and real uh, and and yet you know I can also come back and say, like, a lot of those YouTube videos are going to be somehow rehearsed, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people don't become really famous for posting the first time they've played something. Uh, yeah. They post uh, things that look really
0: awesome, like uh, speed runs. <laughs> right? Smart people with big, uh, yeah. big followings do. I, I don't do yeah. that. That's why my channel so yeah. small. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, I think uh, you
1: know in some ways, uh, they're, they're not posting their most embarrassing stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not just sort of posting things as they happen. Uh, which is largely what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, if, if I have a good game though, in Call of Duty, I, I'll post that rather than post, uh, my worst, most Mm. terrible game, Right. Uh, but, um, you know, in this, case of Doom maternal I had no choice this was the only video I had right so uh, would it show something in the game I thought it would show that yeah you have to actually figure out how to do a puzzle Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and so when I was deciding uh, uh, should I post this or not post this because it's not good gameplay it's not my finest moment so that was Uh, something
0: I was actually gonna ask you about is what what was your objective in first off playing it obviously recording it but then also Mm -hmm. Uploading and what did you expect the reaction to be? Because, yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't think. Uh, I mean, a lot of videos that I do post, uh, you know, people don't tend to care about them either, right?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of videos not, are those typically?
1: Um, well, let's see, uh, showing something different that people haven't seen in uh, a preview that I've I've gotten hold of, like say um, when I was reviewing Modern Warfare, um, mm-hmm. I was uh, posting a lot of. Uh, either the single player action or um you know my first time playing the, the the duels or whatever uh so so those ones you know people will see oh yeah i haven't seen this yet and our, our play it and so there's like a time element to them uh and yeah i don't i mean i i think um I think when you review a game, it it should include some kind of video of some kind just because Mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to explain in words to people, you know, what is really best seen in a video. Right. And and so um, so whenever I'm posting a review, which is not often, I I think this is the other mistake that people um, assume about me is that that I must review because I'm a game journalist. I must Mm -hmm. review. 20, 30 games a year. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually review about a half dozen myself. Uh, I was surprised to find that out. Yeah. We have a team of four people uh, at Games Beat. They do more of the reviews. I do less of them. Um, uh, And my specialty is is the business of games. Right. I write about the business of games. And I think um, uh, where I will brag is
0: I think I'm better at that than anybody else in the world.
1: So, wow. It's quite the so, claim,
0: but actually, I, I just right so. before this interview, I was watching videos of you talk about um, there's some Samsung event you were at. There's a couple other videos I watched where you were talking about uh, where the industry was going, uh, the competition of it, uh, AR versus VR and stuff like that. And I was actually like really interested in what you had to say. Uh, so it's like this must must be his thing. It's like the tech and the business. Yeah, I think the intersection of tech,
1: business and games is what I really like. And mm-hmm. I think um, uh, you you can't be um, good at this still without playing games. And so I, I yeah. play everything from mobile games to VR to AR to um, watching esports to uh, playing uh, PC and console games as well. So, um, but that doesn't leave a lot of time <laughs> for oh, each, yeah. each thing, right? Um, and so I um, and then I I do try to play what I like, and when I when I like something, I will I will play it as much as I can. So mm-hmm. uh, there's not pressure on me to to finish something within one week and move on to the next game. Uh, yeah. if I really like something, like I, I enjoyed Death Stranding actually, and I put um, I finished it. I, I, nice. I looked at, I looked at the end of it and had put 64 hours into it.
0: Um, I think but it I only, only finished 62 it. hours, so yeah, at the same time. <laughs>
1: and I, I only I only finished it a couple weeks ago, so it took me that long to actually. And get you liked it it? That, that enough time? Uh, I don't know what I think about this. Right <laughs> I loved it. It was, it was I, my game of the year last year. I was very enthralled to find out what is this ending going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I enjoyed the deliveries, uh, just going back and forth. And oh, I yeah. thought it was cool when you you they ratcheted up the pressure for each delivery. Like, oh, this time you're delivering a human, right? And um, if you screw it up, you know, somebody's going to die,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Or a bomb uh, on your back. or Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think, um, you know, uh, but it was as bizarre a game as I've ever seen, and that's why I'm not sure what I think about, you know, how this turned out. And I can understand why a lot of people just dropped it as well.
0: yeah i I get the criticisms of it i don't agree with them but i understand where they're coming from which i think is really important when somebody has a negative opinion about something uh is to understand where they're coming from because it's still valid so Mm -hmm. Um, yeah Yeah. Um, yes good so
1: uh let's see um yeah i i I think uh, the, the part that i'm trying to understand is like um You know, I I saw that CNET story a while ago uh, by Ian Schur about... um, He he was observing that angry gamers were getting, uh, you know, triple the views that they would get if they had a normal video, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was promoting a culture of a lot of videos uh, where somebody's ridiculing something, right? Yeah. And I'm not sure how we can... You know, reduce that. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, you you know you were you're among the kindest I think uh, of the folks out there. I hope know, some so. some some folks were really um, really rough. Uh, so and that happens I each agree. time. Like you know, yeah. like say with Cuphead, I actually got two death threats. Uh, with um, Modern Warfare, I also got a couple of death threats. Yeah. Um, but they're they're sort of s- because of the way people. In- Uh, sort of started and interpreted what i was doing it's like Mm -hmm. uh with with the meme i guess that you know game journalists can't play here's more proof of that yeah Um, and that just sort of electrifies the audience towards you know uh someone like me right and yeah you know it just I'm, i'm not sure where uh we can uh have these Types of people come together for a conversation,
0: right? Yeah, I, uh, I I I made some notes for this interview, and one of them I wanted to ask you about was bridging the divide between games journalism and, um, for lack of a better term, the gamers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do, while looking into your videos and your controversies, you're way too controversial. Like I don't I don't get it because you seem like a really nice dude. So it's like it's funny that people are like, oh, like I, every single one of your videos, there's mm-hmm. just comments of just like pure vitriol and Uh some of it i i get some of it like oh he's not good and you know from what we've seen it seems like that but then people are like he should be fired uh someone should punch him in the face all this kind of stuff and i'm like not only is this just ridiculous and disgusting but also it's it's not productive there's nothing Uh there's nothing being exchanged here there's no conversation being had you just are upset that someone didn't meet your standard and Uh now you want the worst for them and it's kind of it's it's disgusting it's not kind of it's just disgusting Uh Um, so I've also been thinking about how we can bridge this because there absolutely is a divide when it comes to these two things. Um, when you're talking about angry gamers on YouTube, Uh um, getting the views, which is again, one reason why I don't get a lot of views on my channel is I don't like to embrace the drama. I don't like to embrace the the negativity. Um, Uh I ribbed your video. I I roasted Uh it a bit, but I'm not sitting there saying like, Oh, you're a piece of shit. You suck, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, because it's just not something i'm, I'm really into doing but mm-hmm. i do think that the n- people feel frustrated and so when they watch someone else vent that frustration that they share with them they feel validated and it um it's it's just it just helps alleviate that maybe they're not they don't got the mm-hmm. platform maybe they don't got the words to express themselves but somebody else does and it uh it probably just feels good to to have someone kind of just agree with you on something. I think uh-huh. that's about as far as it goes, but with everything, just like in games journalism, it seems like they've kind of, you guys possibly um, have kind of like put up a wall as well. Of going like gamers hate us, we uh-huh. kind of hate them. So just listen to us, but we're not open for a conversation.
1: Uh-huh. And it almost seems
0: like there's a war happening now where people are uh-huh. just looking for the validation of their team and what their team thinks. And just kind of supporting and backing that. And I think uh-huh. it really sucks. Because uh-huh. um, I, I'm sick of the negativity. I go uh-huh. on Twitter. It's just people bitching at each other yeah. over the most mundane things. It's it's the stupidest thing. Oh, he's not good at something. Let's fucking get him fired, River. I'm like, uh-huh. why? What, is that, what <laughs> does that fix?
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's certain assumptions about like say, oh, he's a he's a game reviewer for a living, mm-hmm. uh, whereas that's that's not true. I'm a I'm a, a games business journalist, and I've done that for twenty something years. And so, that um, that context is missing. In a, uh, you know, I just sort of need to always remember to put the context into the into the description of the video that I'm posting. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is very laborious to do that because. When I'm doing it, it's I've already written two stories or something like that, and I'm I'm just embedding this into those stories. It's, it's sort of not meant to be the whole, um, I guess you know, uh, uh, content that someone should see. Like I, I would not recommend if you're trying to understand something I've I've um, uh, written about, or uh, you know, that you only look at my YouTube videos. Right? <laughs> it's just mm. this is not um, so. Uh, so there's a failing there on my part, actually, to add the context necessary for people to actually understand what this is, right? Yeah. Um, I think also, like, I, I, when I get defensive and I say I'm a gamer uh, just like you, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, skepticism there, and and the thing I typically say is like, oh, I play, you know, Call of Duty is my favorite game. Um, like I told you, I'm level 60 in multiplayer, and then they look at my videos and they go, oh. Yeah, you're a camper who hangs out with the light machine gun and that's how you survive. And uh, <laughs> right, <no>. uh yes. <laughs> and they're going they're going like, Okay, yeah, you you're horrible at Call of Duty. Like you're mm-hmm. not even self-aware that you're bad at Call of Duty as well. Um mm-hmm. and I you know, I think I have this self awareness and I do like to make fun of myself as well. Um yeah. uh, I think I've heard from so many people though that like I would never post the videos that you do, or I would never post a video of my own gameplay, mm. uh, because they they know that it's gonna attract people who are just gonna say how terrible it is or criticize it, and I think that's a shame, right? And it's like uh, like I said, people, uh, I'm in it for the fun. If you had fun, uh, there should be no reason you should not be. Proud enough to post your video of something where you enjoyed yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, you know, I I hesitate to say I'm celebrating mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of us out there who are who are like that. And then you know they tell me it's like, oh, I'm sorry, people are are ragging on you about your bad cuphead play. I'm terrible at that game, too. And I, mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say uh, that. And, uh, and, yeah, I don't, I don't think people... I mean, it's it's a hard game. Anything. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, well, I've made enough excuses
1: for, yeah. for Capet as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do not want to talk about it too much because you've already yeah. explained yeah. yourself so much about that anyway. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, I'm glad uh, that you're willing to talk. I mean, the other thing that I believe in, like, I do believe in the journalism part. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've stayed in it for thirty years because it is so fun. And the the most interesting thing about it is that you get to talk to almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it would be terrible for journalists to actually self select and say, "I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk to gamers because they all hate me." Right? Yeah. Um, I think. Which I appreciate. Uh, it. Yeah, I think I think uh, talking to other people and getting other points of view that are not exactly a mirror of my own. Is actually the whole point of journalism.
0: Yeah, so, definitely. Just uh, kind of putting a light on things and kind of understanding things, which I completely appreciate. And uh, and yeah, when it comes to journalism, I'm glad that you're willing to do that because there's. It seems like there's so many that are unwilling to even um, humor a, a conversation or even look into why people might have a problem with something or why they think something. And a lot of times they kind of insert their own idea uh, of why that's happening without. Investigating it, which, in my opinion, is the reason you're a journalist in the first place, is to, to find things out. So, mm-hmm. even if you know, it might possibly hurt your feelings, or you know, not be the conclusion you wanted. So, uh-huh. um. so yeah, I mean, I appreciate you
1: actually uh, being willing to do this. And you know, there, it was funny when the, the first time around, when Cuphead um, was just uh, um, snowballing as a, like a video, I was I was starting to ask some people. On YouTube, um, hey, do you want to have a conversation as well? And um, uh, I did that with a half dozen or so people, and um, mm-hmm. none of none of them wanted to talk to me actually. <laughs> and they were there were some of the ones with the harsh, harsh videos. And um, yeah, and one guy thought about it for a while and goes, "No, uh, I'm not gonna do it." And I'm gonna like, you know, wow, there there's this divide for sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's not just me that. Um, it feels this divide can't be bridged, I guess, right? Um,
0: I, I, mean, I feel the same. That's one thing that I was... I'd be lying if I said I didn't have this thing in the back of my head telling me that there's a possibility that maybe something I could I say might be used out of context in something, possibly. Uh-huh. I don't know. But uh-huh. I uh, I don't really feel like I have much negative things to say. I more so, like you, want to understand... My whole point in this conversation is I want to understand you more. Uh-huh. and understand why these videos exist and how you feel about them. And... Uh-huh. Possibly, kind of find a middle ground between the people who just blindly go, "Hey, I can't stand this dude because I saw two of his videos," and you possibly, maybe, putting out there that there's some validity to some of their concerns.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, lots of validity out there. Um, I am, um, I'm not trying to troll people either. Where um, you know, uh, a lot of people after the cuphead thing told me, y- "You've got." you know a million view career here uh, Mm -hmm. for your videos uh just play bad put them up and people will hate them and you'll you'll get rich from that you know (laughs) we're like uh no that's that's not the point of what i'm trying to do um yeah i'm just i am trying to show people what it's like to play a game.
0: Well, and that's the thing that's interesting, too, is that people really get their tinfoil hats on with you because uh, I got people saying that you're not a real gamer, which is subjective. Uh, you're a wannabe political journalist. They insert politics into gaming because you didn't get into that, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. that you're unfit to talk about and review games and that a lot of people think you fake your videos because you're either trolling and you're you, you're aware of this uh, or you're looking for the views. But you did take down the Doom video, right?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm. that's kind of an experiment on my side to see whether okay. or not um, this is going to work. Like um, uh, now that I've been through several uh, tweet storms, right, um, I noticed uh, interesting things, which is they last about 10 days almost exactly before people stop sending in, uh, you know, very outrageous tweets or whatever. That's uh, interesting. And And um, with Cuphead, I, I said, okay, I'm going to actually try to talk to these people. I was talking and mm-hmm. talking to them. And I think it only made it worse. <laughs> it, just, it just, it's like, blossom. You know, people would then, it, it'd be like me trying to have an argument with a hundred thousand people and yeah. they're all going, you know, oh, I thought of a better thing to say. And then they just hit me with it and go like, oh yeah. You know, or they'd, um, they'd make a joke and it'd be, you know, at my expense. And I, I think, you know, uh, I think with Cuphead I learned, you know, you can't argue with the internet. Right, mm-hmm. just, just, um, you know, whatever. Uh, the the video went on, got lots and lots of views. I wasn't sure whether the vid, you know, all of that was just going to stop if the video just wasn't there. A bunch of people told me, "Take down that video. It's it makes you look stupid." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you know, I am a journalist, right? And so we're supposed to stand for freedom of speech. Uh, and um, you know, I just hear. leave it up. I leave it up, right? And with this mm-hmm. one." Um, all of the advice that I've received ever since then is uh, don't engage with people who are trying to uh, uh, get you into an argument, right? And then just block them a- and um, you know just uh, move on and they'll forget about you. So I'm I was trying that with the doom video, but someone very kindly went into the internet archive and dug it out. <laughs> and so it's it's you know I haven't put it up uh, again. Um, But what I was sort of secretly waiting for is this, for for some of the anger to die down uh, Mm -hmm. so that it wouldn't get death threats. And I just put it back up later uh, with a longer note explaining, you know, here's what I was trying to do. Yeah, Uh, gotcha. So I, you know, I'm not trying to totally censor people. uh, Mm -hmm. They can have their say. uh, But um, I am trying to reduce the severity of the storm. Right. Yeah. um, it's, It's not good for me or my
0: family right (laughs) oh yeah for sure and and like i said i do not agree at all with anybody who's threatening you or even insulting you or like uh even joking about like hurting you that's that's insane to me but uh you know a lot of the people talking about just the gameplay alone that is what it what it is that video is out there people are gonna Mm -hmm. say what they're gonna say hopefully they're not too mean about it Mm -hmm. um but uh, it is interesting. We talk about taking the video down and then putting it back up and uh, the whole censorship thing, because uh, with the Doom video that I did, my reaction to your video, um, within eight minutes of me uploading it, I had people popping in going, they took this video down. Don't delete your video. They're trying to get rid of it and all this stuff. And like, I was just like, I don't really see, like I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to keep it up for for, you know, for the gamers. I was just like more so like. I don't have a reason to take it down. So it'll be here unless someone mm-hmm. like hits me up going like, Hey, you legally have to get rid of that. And I'd be like, we we'll <laughs> need to have a conversation. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so there was like this, uh, this, this almost, um, uh, this idea that, that someone might come for that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I was just, like I said, I just woke up that day. I was like, I don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on. Like, why are people so like into this? It's just, you know, a video of someone who's not doing that great in a game.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hard to... Hard to grasp and understand, but, uh, uh, but people have time on their, their hands to, to think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to actually avoid situations like this, and uh, mm-hmm. I you know I think uh, uh, and yet you know I, I think what has to happen still. Um, Like I was, I was at a dinner with a Microsoft executive a couple of weeks ago, and he said, Mm. you know, what Microsoft cares about is that there are 2.8 billion people in the world who have played games uh, and might play more, and that that is our target. The people we reach with the Xbox is less than 100 million, right? Mm. And so, so what are we going to do to attract those people in? Uh, And I think if if the game industry is successful at attracting those people in, um, it doesn't mean that they have to give up on all those Xbox players, right? And and say adios, hardcore gamers, we don't care about you anymore. And mm-hmm. and there there is this fear, I think, because of Gamergate and things like that, that that's what's happening is that games are getting dumbed down. Um, they're making mobile games that are you know, shitty with all the microtransactions, mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, they're forgetting about us. And um, games are actually, to me, expansive. Like they're they're always flowing onto new platforms, uh, and they're always going to be that way. They're 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 going to uh, invade every part of of culture. And uh, uh, I think once you do reach more of those people, you wind up having budgets to make incredible games right uh and they can definitely take that money and reinvest it into the hardcore games and make make those hardcore gamers extremely happy so yeah. so the the pathway uh is not to draw lines around a ghetto of the game industry the pathway mm-hmm. to success is, is to actually welcome this accessibility and i i have this fear that um what we have like sort of on, on YouTube is people who've circled these wagons and mm-hmm. saying, like, we want, we want to protect, you know, uh, games and keep people like Dean Takahashi out of this circle because he doesn't belong here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once again, I'm arguing on behalf of mediocrity and, and yeah. that, you know, we should, we should be, you know, we should embrace all gamers, right?
0: Um, I agree. I do I do feel the entrenchments, though, that people have, and kind of like the. It almost feels like clicks in gaming, uh, specifically, um, I guess, a lot of us that aren't games journalists uh, almost feel like the conversation has left the games journalists' um, mouths. It's, it's now ours uh, uh-huh. because of things like Twitter. We get uh-huh. the info a lot of times when you guys get the info. And uh-huh. so we are able to just have that conversation. And I feel a lot of people are. Um, trying to on purpose exclude uh, games journalism from it almost as if you guys aren't needed mm-hmm. uh, and then of course you guys will get scoops every once in a while and that's the info that we need so mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of a mixed bag but I do I mean I find myself doing that sometimes um, with uh, I kind of did it with um, Death Stranding and mm-hmm. IGN they they gave it a 6.8 which I, I don't care about their score it's fine like mm-hmm. have your opinion I don't care at all um but they kept running with that story over and over and over again repeating in which i get also new time zone or different time zones you got to get that out there let everybody know about it but they're doing it for like weeks and weeks and weeks and as the conversation of death stranding kept progressing positively in my circles i guess um they stopped talking about the 6.8 and started talking about the game is actually pretty good if you play it just a little longer Uh i almost viewed that like they were starting to see that their 6.8 wasn't popular so they needed to change the narrative. But uh-huh. then they're also trying to invite people to come over to IGN uh-huh. to read what they have to say about it. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but it almost seemed like they're trying to monetize this conversation that had been going on for like four weeks at that point. Yeah. And that's one time where I could feel like I was part of that circle of people who was like, "No, no, IGN, just just let us let us talk about this. We don't we don't need you and your ads and all that stuff. I know you got to make money, but." Um, but for the most part, I don't. I don't get entrenched like that. A lot of times, I watch it. I'm like, is this necessary? But that is one time that I definitely was part of that. But uh-huh. so I think there's, I, I think, think there's a, some like, validity I, to
1: it. Yeah, I, I agree that I think alternatives uh, to the mainstream point of view or the mainstream journalists, or the you know the game journalists are are definitely needed and mm-hmm. uh, appreciated. Right, uh, I think people who uh, have. Uh, good ideas, but don't necessarily have the access, um, should be heard, and uh, that you know that applies to say indie game developers as well as to um, uh, gamers. And uh, uh, it's wonderful actually that people have things like YouTube uh, to actually express themselves and mm-hmm. um, you know participate in this whole sort of marketplace of ideas. And if they have the great ideas, they become popular, yeah. and uh, and they can become far bigger than things uh, folks like the game journalists, right? Uh, and uh, I'm fine with that world. I'm actually um, glad that there are alternative viewpoints that exist. Um, and, uh, you know, I I think uh, I don't mind competing for whatever sort of slice of this that uh, that is left for me, the game journalist, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think I can bring something to that table uh, and uh, still, um, you know, Maybe it's not with uh, gameplay videos, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. but there's other things that I can contribute, right? Yeah. yeah. Although, just a suggestion with you, I would say for a redemption arc, either practice in a game and get really good at it, and then just start destroying people. That'd be really funny to watch, because you'd be like, <laughs> I, you guys used to make fun of me, now I'm destroying you. Uh, or um, maybe do commentary over your videos to give perspective, because I think a lot of people, when they watch something, like whenever I do gameplay videos, and obviously you're venture be games be way more successful than what i got going on but in my in my experience uh people enjoy hearing um what i have to say about a game when i play it and Uh so a lot of times i like to do a commentary as i play it or maybe give an intro to the video and kind of tell them this is what happened in this video hopefully Uh enjoy blah 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 and i just i think that context really matters Uh um but going back real quick when you're talking about kind of sharing the landscape of gaming with uh, YouTube uh, and games journalism, um, I think one thing that that's a huge problem and a frustration for gamers uh, is that it seems like games journalism shares perspectives across the board. A lot of times you'll Google something new that just came out and on Google it'll just have every single main publication and they'll have almost the exact same title to their, to their articles. And I think not only are people just assuming they're all in on it together, possibly are just copying each other's articles, uh-huh. but it's also just bland and boring, to uh-huh. to see the same opinions. Like yeah. I think people want different opinions, and not like it's black and white. Like you're going to go to YouTube and get the opposite opinion, but you do get more nuance uh-huh. there than you get with game journalism. It seems, of course, there's going to be uh, outliers, there's going to be variables, but um, it is for me a frustration. But I know. Everyone I talk to uh, agrees with that. Typically, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I think you, you got some good advice for me here.
1: I, I think the speaking over or sort of uh, voicing voiceover on some of my videos might be a better idea. It, it's it's sort of like. You know the the time I've put into videos is maybe one percent of my job, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe I need to actually change that if I'm going to keep doing them. Um, I yeah. mean, I I do enjoy getting the feedback from them when it's not so uh, harsh, but vitriolic, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I, I think that makes a lot of sense, uh, and um, uh, you know, I I. I often will post like the ending video of a game or something and that spoiler alert uh here's how this game ends um, mm-hmm. and it, to me it's just an expression that actually i do play games and i will finish them right and so i i did finish doom 2016 mm-hmm. uh and it was a very hairy experience right yeah I, I think i remember i had to knock it down to the lo- easiest level mm-hmm. just to get through the final boss right and um uh, that's embarrassing but so I'd say hey I finished it um, and did you would, did you enjoy would, it yeah yeah I I thought it was an, an amazing experience and um, awesome and yeah you know, I, I thought back to actually playing the original doom in 1993 right and um, uh, that's how old I am is that like, you know, I was I was an adult when uh, this came out and that, that sort of changed my whole uh, you know, video gaming life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I I would sort of make the commitment that I will finish Doom Eternal. I'm not sure exactly what level
0: I will finish that on. <laughs> but, as long as you enjoy it, I mean, that's just it, kind of the point of it. Yeah. So, from what you played of Doom, Doom Eternal, did, was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Obviously, yeah, I, it, map it frustrations clearly, and assault. yeah, I
1: mean, it they clearly achieve what they said they wanted to which was to to get you out of the corner uh of you know and shooting uh from behind cover uh and proceeding very carefully and slowly and um uh yeah you're a- absolutely forced to be on the run uh mm-hmm. and to like you know the if, if you're in a like a corner something would spawn behind you right um uh, just to get you out of there and yeah uh, and so that's you can't, can't. You know, that's that's exactly what they say they want to teach. I mean, it, uh, I th- I think when you're running around like that, um, to the the best advice that I would have is that um, you really have to know or remember uh, what action is going to get you what you need. Like if you're short on ammo or if you're, sh- if you're low on health, uh, you know, if you're low on health, you have to um, glory kill uh, the you know the guys who you're you're mm-hmm. stunning right. Uh, and ammo, you have to do something else, right? So, um, so once you sort of memorize those things, then I think uh, you can be very effective on the run, and more effective on the
0: run than you are hiding out somewhere and camping, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it's, a, it's an excellent game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks great. In fact, uh, I just assumed it's going to be good. I'm going to pick it up when it comes out. But uh, your video, even though you know the the gameplay is what it is uh i i was still looking at the game going like oh this this looks really good like the whole time i was analyzing the game going like this looks really awesome i liked the 2016 one a lot i uh grew up playing games like quake and doom and and running gun games and they're really kind of recapturing that which i'm really happy about um yeah so uh another thing i want to ask you about is uh since you have controversies under your belt, Doom Eternal, Cuphead, Call of Duty, the Mass Effect debacle that happened. Don't want to yeah. really revisit those too much. But, um, you know, how many how many times do you think, in your opinion, because uh, you've apologized for some of these, made it clear uh-huh. uh, that there was an issue that you might have had with the game or didn't quite understand something or something like that. Yeah. Um, from our perspective, uh-huh. uh, how many times do you think it's okay to have these... Um, Situations that, that don't meet the standards of, of people who are supposed to be listening or should be listening to you about yeah. what you think about games. And uh, what can you do, maybe, unless you don't feel like you need to, to possibly remedy that kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, break in, in the connection between us and you?
1: Well, I, I think, you know, I, I can take the advice of everybody, my bosses included, uh, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, you, you should slow down. <laughs> yeah. Slow down. And not try to do as much as you try to do, right? And uh, uh, that naturally results, like no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, that's going to result in better quality, right? Mm. And um, and so this uh, this striving to juggle a lot of things and to be first at something. Um, uh, you know, journalists always want to be first, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you're first with something bad, then that's not going to be good for you, right? And so, um, uh, I think uh, I I enjoy being in this environment where I'm always trying something, right? And mm-hmm. um, and sometimes, like you know, if if I post a call of duty video and it's an early one, um, it'll get a hundred thousand views or something like that or more uh, because. Um, it's the first chance people have to see this uh, this gameplay environment, and uh, and that you know uh, whether whether it meets their expectations or not, and so it it sort of serves its purpose. Um, uh, I also spend uh, you know most of my time trying to understand a business, talking to the CEOs or creative directors who who run these businesses, mm. uh, and. Um, trying to understand them like uh, you know one of the most satisfying things i ever did in my career was interview the guys who uh, did the last of us and try to nice. do a definitive interview of like you know i have now played the game from beginning to end i consider it my favorite game uh and now i want to interview you about it. <laughs> that's and, your favorite game and, yeah yeah and, nice. and it's one
0: of my favorite games too
1: yeah and and it's like it's like being able to interview jrr token about yeah in the Lord of the Rings, right? To me, that that you know, when I get a chance to do that, mm-hmm. um, that's wonderful. Uh, but what um, you know, what one of the requirements is for that is that I have to play that game from beginning to end. Uh, and I think I I do want to keep doing that. Like I don't want to cut this part out of my job uh, mm-hmm. and say I can still be good at business, the business of games journalism, without playing games. I don't think that's the answer. Like maybe you know, uh, uh, people uh, tell me maybe I should stop reviewing games or stop trying to review games, mm-hmm. um, and maybe there's something you know there where you know I should hand that over to people who do nothing but that, right? Yeah. Uh, and may or you know people maybe who won't anger other people as much, but yeah. But yeah, I mean I, I'm here to admit that I. Um, I try to do too many things and wind up making mistakes that get people pissed off, right? So, uh, yeah. I'd take, which again, I'd take suggestions.
0: <laughs> which, again, I think is... Uh, I really kind of hate the amount of anger you get over something that I think is pretty... not that big... The review thing I get, but like the gameplay stuff, when people get pissed at you, like I get where they're coming from, but I think some of them get way too extreme, but I do think it is a um i I do think it's a symptom of a bigger problem in people's distrust with gaming journalism i think they're just venting and taking out on individual 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 so like every time someone messes up all their anger of the whole picture goes to that person and again i don't i don't condone it but at the same time i understand what's coming from i -hmm. mean like the the amount of times that that this kind of war between journalism and gamers happens is too often And Mm -hmm. I think that just kind of builds up and builds up and builds up. And then when someone sees someone who's a professional playing a game, um, they, they become angry because they're like, I already can't stand, you know, this whole, um, uh, system of games journalists. And now this guy can't even do something that I probably, I think at least I could do better than him. And it turns into something, um, A lot more aggressive than it should be But again, I think Uh it's just I think it's an emotional thing that just builds up Um, Not to defend some of the stuff people say But um, I always try And look at everything and try and understand Why it's happening, because I don't think people are just Haters, some people Uh are just trolls But like, I don't think people just naturally wake up One day and go, I'm gonna go find something to hate on Or Uh like, uh, you know This gameplay sucks, I'm just gonna give This guy a super hard time, some people are like that But like, for the most part, I think it is just A symptom of something that in my opinion has been going on for years it's like Uh five years now six years now of just people getting more and more fed up to the point where people would like to see games journalism just disappear which Uh i'm I'm not 100 on board with that because i think there is value in people seeking information but um you know that that divide is real and i feel like it is growing
1: and I, i i would you know still say that i i think that um uh uh synthesizing information that you're getting from sort of multiple sources uh you know talking to the game company talking to the mm-hmm. ceo talking to the game developer um watching the reaction of gamers uh and um and then sort of uh taking that feedback and bouncing it off of uh, those people um uh this sort of uh 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 Collection of information that you then synthesize and analyze. Um, I think that's the value of what game journalism is supposed to deliver um, you know, effect, yeah. Yeah, I Yeah, I think on say YouTube, uh, you know, it gets right uh, the part about authenticity of, of gameplay mm-hmm. and uh, You know give, giving a visceral reaction as a gamer to what you're playing right now um, That's what it's great for um, but um, you know it's it's missing a lot of those other elements I mentioned. Like you know, I mean, that YouTuber doesn't uh, uh, go out and interview um, yeah. the people who made the game or the CEO or whatever. And um, there is this divide. Like you know, people say EA is nothing but a shitty microtransaction company now, right? Yep. And um, and you know if you interview the people at these companies, they're they're very intelligent. And you know, their response might be like, you know, this is the way um, that you're going to get better games from us. Uh, and this has to be part of the, the puzzle. It's not the only thing we're going to do. Uh, and we're still going to make other great games like Battlefield mm-hmm. 5, right? And, um, and, and so you know, I, I think uh, if, if, if game journalism went away and YouTube was the only thing we'd have, um, we would have a larger gulf, a larger divide Uh, Mm -hmm. between say the creators
0: of games and the people who play them interesting the ea thing's interesting too that's something i always try and think about in a more nuanced perspective because uh i talk gaming with a lot of people all the time and when you bring up ea it is something that people instantly kind of like games journalism Mm -hmm. will instantly go fuck them they do awful Mm -hmm. stuff they got really bad um um, practices and all that kind of stuff and i agree with a lot of that but at the same time i don't think anyone goes into developing a game for years uh trying to make a bad game or make a game that's gonna make people unhappy i don't buy that at all so i think it, it, it normally just comes down to leadership uh whoever's directing the project and uh maybe their intentions of the team making a good game but also maybe sneaking in some ways to monetize more money in my opinion i think games probably should have went up in price a while ago and i think they're making up for that in microtransactions Uh um (laughs) and it makes sense to me completely but um it just comes down to how you do it uh how transparent you are i think people really appreciate transparency they just want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and uh and yeah so it's kind of similar in that sense of like you know i'm not the biggest ea fan but i do play their games i think respawn's a fantastic developer i think everything they make is awesome um i have played battlefield and been a big fan of it Uh, i don't really play sports games and Mm -hmm. uh but you know i still play other games but i I have my i have my complaints about them like anybody else but i do think some people just don't look into the layers of what the problem is but more so that ea is just the problem Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah definitely will well said
0: thank you Mm -hmm. Um, i think about the stuff a lot because i I i'm having these conversations and some people are just like, I hate this. I'm like, but, but why? Like, like there, there can't be a solution to be found if we just go, that's bad or that's good. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's not enough. Yeah. That's the big reason why I wanted to talk to you is like, the you're not a bad guy who's just bad at games, bad at journalism, bad at everything. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know, like, you know, what's the deal? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> why are people so upset? I get yeah. where they're coming from in some senses. Or some sense, but like at the same time, I read some of the articles you've writ- wrote and uh, and I thought they were good. So like, you know, mm-hmm. y- you didn't come off as someone who didn't understand the industry.
1: Well, oh, so. I appreciate you. I mean, you're you're helping me be more transparent. Uh,
0: you know, I mean, Just generally
1: my... speaking, uh, doing videos is is not my thing. I'm am mm-hmm. an old school newspaper journalist, right? Mm-hmm. Print print and writing is my thing. Um, so I don't uh, I don't get the opportunities to explain myself uh as much as um maybe
0: i need to right so yeah transparency i think it's really important Mm -hmm. um as much as you know it can be uncomfortable to maybe come out and say like i you know messed up here but i'm working on this or whatever um Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the biggest things uh gamers are just looking for is just just uh not necessarily just a conversation just answers i like i said in in the comments of your videos there's Mm -hmm. a lot of just vitriol there's some stuff i get but then there's people just asking these questions into the ether that are never going (laughs) to get answered to them unless they research it i don't think they're gonna they got things to do and Mm -hmm. uh i read those questions and i'm like maybe i can get some answers on some of that stuff because i think that i think there's a frustration in going like why why is this a thing why and then you don't don't Mm -hmm. get the answer so you make up your own answer
1: yeah no, so maybe one experiment would be is if I repost this video, maybe I repost it with that kind of explanatory, transparent voiceover, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or you know just uh, fill out that description as much as I can about about
0: what this is. Uh, yeah. So, you
1: know, so this is helping me.
0: Awesome, because uh, that's that's all I want. I, I my channel is is uh my my whole purpose with making my channel is uh conversation community i don't like to uh have like drama brigades and make people angry i don't like to get (laughs) into that stuff and i like to just talk about the nuance of things and and just kind of welcome all Uh perspectives and stuff like that so it's it's really important to me that you know we're all playing video games regardless of if you don't like games journalists or if you're a games journalist you think gamers are just way too aggressive and they got these conspiracy theories blah 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 we're all playing games. At the end of the day, we all enjoy playing them. And I would just like the whole atmosphere to be less uh, combative. I don't like the tribes. I don't like uh, people, you know, coming after each other. That's like even when I was roasting your video, my intention with that, even though I was half asleep when I did it, was not to go. Dean Takahashi sucks. It was more so like, oh, he made another video. It's kind of funny to watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of say my piece and then mm-hmm. be done with it because I'm not trying to drive home that you as an individual have anything wrong with you inherently because I, I don't believe that mm-hmm. um so everything i do uh when it comes to this discussion is to more so just kind of expand it because there's always more to say people mm-hmm. have like people are so just ready to, to say what they need to say and be done with it and it, that goes nowhere it's not productive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely well i just got to try to communicate i i do enjoy games and uh, appreciate the people who make them
0: and uh you know i don't hate the people who play them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's I that's to. a good thing. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a couple questions about gaming in general? Yeah,
1: yeah. Go ahead.
0: Um, okay, so because I, I had I kind of want to get uh, behind behind the scenes with you a bit here when it comes to your uh, mm-hmm. preferences on gaming. So uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Um, why'd you get into games journalism?
1: Um, let's see. So. I am 55 years old, and okay. uh, I played the original uh, Pong when it came out with my brother, and nice. um, uh, that was like at a luxury lounge in a uh, tennis court uh, at the at the Tropicana Hotel in Las Vegas, and uh, you know we stumbled on this thing and and started putting quarters in it, and we just uh, you know loved it. <laughs> so uh, I grew up uh with you know the arcades and uh and playing um games like doom and wing commander i mean i, I bought a 486 uh, computer just to play wing commander uh and uh, uh, you know i had some gaps you know like we weren't say wealthy enough or we didn't have enough parental approval to get a nintendo right and so mm-hmm. that, that's definitely a big gap in my my upbringing uh but I grew up as a fan of games. And um, when I, when it was 1990s, I mean, there, there weren't nearly as many gamers around, like maybe it's 40% of the population at the most, right? Yeah. Um, and so when I, I got uh, jobs in journalism, uh, I shifted into covering business and technology. And uh, at the uh, the Los Angeles Times in Orange County, I was covering some of the companies that were there and started covering uh, uh, Brian Fargo's Interplay and uh, a company that would later call itself Blizzard, right? Okay. <laughs> and so I did the very first interview with Blizzard, which uh, was was fun at that time. And um, At the Wall Street Journal, um, the video game beat came open and they said, you know, in the San Francisco office there where I was working in 1996, they asked me, you know, do you want to cover games? And I said, yeah, hey, I play games. And uh, they looked around and said, yeah, because none of us else here do. (laughs) Uh, So so I started covering games as a real beat in 1996. And that's where I start counting my 23, 24 years um, of covering. Uh, it's nonstop. and the funny thing back then was that it was maybe 10% of my job or 20% and I covered chips and other technology Uh, but now it's it's flipped where it's most of my job is covering the business of games Um, I still live in Silicon Valley and I cover the the, you know the tech companies and I go to things like CES Uh, but Mm -hmm. games is the heart of what we do I put on a game conference called game Speed Summit, and I do that once a year and invite a bunch of CEO types to come and give talks. Mm-hmm. And then I also um, I have three other colleagues who are doing this full time with me, and uh, you know they're in different places around the states, and uh, they get a chance to play more games. And so, uh, you know, as a publication, we round out a bit with uh, me more in business, the other guys on reviews and. Um, uh, an editor as well so
0: very cool and then sometimes you put out videos and people get upset but mm-hmm. outside of that you're you're doing the, <laughs> the games so which is which is cool um that's very cool uh and i i i'm 33 so i was going mm-hmm. through the 90s as a kid but uh i was i was a gamer then and you know grew mm-hmm. up uh, playing sega genesis nintendo super nintendo play a little bit of atari but yeah there's way less gamers back then so it's been kind of crazy to watch Mm -hmm. that demographic grow uh let's see what kind of games do you find yourself playing uh for fun Mm -hmm. not for work oh um
1: i have my list open over here from from the sort of favorite games the last of us is number one i think halo would be number two uh red dead redemption 2 grand theft auto 5 god of war uh call of duty modern warfare
0: way up there Mm -hmm.
1: hellblade spider-man Uh, Apex Legends, The Unfinished Swan, Journey, Clash Royale, uh, Wolfenstein, all all of those games, uh, The Walking Dead, Bioshock Infinite, uh, Titanfall, Alan Wake, Pokemon Go, Until Dawn, That Dragon Cancer, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, all those were on my list of the the top games of the decade. Um, Oh, wow. And uh, I finished finished all of those games, right? Um, And... uh, uh, yeah, I think um, if if I were to go off and, and just sort of play things that, say, weren't as significant in the industry, I would play war games more. So okay. um, uh, I played so, Steel Battalion 2 uh, okay. this summer gotcha. for something like 100 hours or so. And then um, I played um, Total War Attila uh, some years ago for something like 300 hours. Um, Can knock
0: uh, get into total war, but that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's kind of you know my my plate of things that I like.
0: So genre wise, you you find yourself liking like sh- strategic like battle games, possibly. Yeah,
1: those. Uh, I mean, I do like shooters more. Shooters, and, yeah. I I play shooters uh, much more often uh, because they're almost you know the main thing in the market now. I think. Um, yeah, they're very I, popular. You know, a lot of the old-style war games, like, say, Panzer General, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not making them in a, say, mainstream way, which is with large, large budgets, right? Yeah. Uh, anymore. Uh, they're still around, but but a lot of them are indie. Uh, I think the Steel Battalion uh, series is, is one of these strong ones that's uh, still still kicking very well.
0: Am I thinking of the right game, Steel Battalion, the one with the big uh, controller, Oh, uh,
1: that was the that was the original Xbox uh, game, but
0: no, okay. um, this is like a
1: Stuart uh, Battalion Two was about the the war in the east uh, between Russia and Germany. Uh, oh, uh, God, gotcha, World, okay. World War II game, and um, uh, it does sort of do that total war um, sort of uh, 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 zoom strategic zoom very well, which is you know you can you can see. Uh, an anti-tank gunner loading a gun and oh, that's cool. shooting shooting at a you know tank far away and then you can zoom out and you can see this whole strategic map of what's happening across uh, miles of
0: terrain right and just zoom mm-hmm. in and zoom out and then actually play it that way um that's it's really cool that does sound cool I, uh, <laughs> I i thought you were talking about that other game i was like you got that big controller that's crazy <laughs> um, that makes yeah. way more sense uh, what's your preferred uh, platform? What do you normally find yourself playing on PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch?
1: Uh, I think it's it's shifted to the PS4. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't like the PS4, I mean, PlayStation controller, but um, uh, yeah. like yeah. to the point where I will play all shooters now with a game controller. Uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, I did play Call of Duty on the PC, um, but I played it with a game controller uh, because I've, I've kind of lost the ability i mean if people who made fun of me for my my gameplay um they would make even more fun of me with my
0: mouse and keyboard gameplay now oh wow how do you fare with the controller on pc uh
1: not not you know not not great not as well um i think um uh the sort of moving and shooting ability uh for me is much easier with a controller for some reason i mean The, the sort of being able to fluidly aim and move mm-hmm. at the same time uh, is, is something that you know I think I think that stuck with me since uh, Halo really uh, yeah it's, it's like you know that was the first shooter to get the sticks
0: right 100 percent. I bring that up all the time like Halo is the one that kind of set the standard of what FPS would be on consoles mm-hmm. um, specifically in the way they feel on a controller so I agree with you and I a lot of times I'll, I'll get into debates with people about like mouse and keyboard versus controller and of course mouse is so much better when it comes to mm-hmm. fine-tuned aiming but uh, mm-hmm. I do prefer an analog stick for movement because it, there's just those minute differences of being able to walk to run and all that kind of stuff that I really prefer, mm-hmm, especially yeah. in like a tax shooter, which is something I enjoy playing a lot. I feel like we needed a, a hybrid
1: controller at some kind of, you know, um, uh, your game controller. And then when you want to snipe somebody, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> just put it out. I've, I've seen some <laughs> weird ones, but uh, I don't, I would like like a main company to make one. So I know it's not complete trash. So, but. I'd, I'd be down to try something like that. Cause yeah, I, I would like to marry the two worlds. Uh, what was your game of the year for 2019 and what games are you most hyped for in
1: 2020? Uh, 2019 was uh, star Wars Jedi fallen order. And, nice. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I think I put, um, call of duty, modern warfare number two and apex legends at number three. And, uh, it was funny that, uh, say Vince Zampella has a role in all of this, <laughs> the respawn guy. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I I thought uh, Fall in Order, I mean, you know, in in some ways it was, like, um, very interesting that these are EA games, right? I mean, people will say, oh, they're not EA games, they're Respawn games. But, you know, it's it's still for the first time in a long time I've had EA games at the top of my list. Yeah. the best games of the year and and yeah fallen order i think um you know it had the right sort of mixtures of things like the dark souls sensibility of of having kind of some unforgiving sword fights right or lightsaber Mm -hmm. fights and then um this this exploration great story uh uh, some very good cinematics to it uh and uh and you know like a, a more interesting star wars story than the movies I've seen, I think,
0: right? Yeah, so. definitely. No, I agree with you there, 100%. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very bullish on where games are now. I mean, uh, you know, I thought it was very interesting that there were um, 3,000 names uh, credited on Red Dead Redemption 2. And it, you know, went on for 105 missions, more than 100 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet it, it gets beat out by god of war um you know two years ago uh, for game of the year on almost everything um you know made by sony over five years with 300 people right yep. um, and and then you get stuff like untitled goose game uh, <laughs> made by one one person so you know like uh games are thriving right now and uh, mm-hmm. that's
0: it's too that's, many of them which is a good thing it's a good problem to yeah. have
1: yeah i mean that's the part i definitely have not adjusted to which is like you know i'm trying to come up with my top 10 games of the year or uh top 10 games of the decade or so uh, but i'm not getting a chance to play uh a, even a small percentage of everything that comes out right so yeah um so yeah it's 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 turning out to be very subjective and selective as to, to how you figure out what's the best game of the year now
0: definitely uh, so, you said Last of Us is your favorite game, which is awesome here because it's one of my favorite games of all time. But uh, I'm assuming you're excited for Last of Us Part 2. But is there other games in 2020 that you're excited for? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, definitely Last of Us Part 2. I, I think, you know, I, I got my hands on it at the, the preview event. Oh, really? Had. Yeah. Oh, I'm and, jealous. <laughs> and they, they've done, they made it so much more interactive. Uh, so. Mm. You know, you could um, do things like say squeeze in between a tight area uh, if you're trying to avoid some people. You could hide underneath a truck that's parked, uh, and um, and then you know uh, there wasn't as much say input lag as mm-hmm. uh, the first game had on a lot of you know like you know zombies, or, you know guys are charging at you and you think you did something but you know uh, you did it too late or whatever um mm-hmm. so I, I think they're working pretty hard on making that much better uh i think cyberpunk uh 2077 has you know uh, all of the production value of something like grand theft auto 5 or red dead redemption 2 and it's, yeah. it's great great to see rockstar get some serious serious competition on that. i
0: agree yeah I got uh, to see that. I'm sure you've seen more than I have, most likely, but I got to see, I think, about 20 minutes of it at E3 uh, and uh, someone played in front of us, and it was uh, it, w- it was, better than I expected. Like, I've been following it. I love everything about it. I'm super into the genre, and I'm highly anticipating it, but seeing it played in front of me, I was like, this, this is going to be, this is a big game. They're working their ass off to make this game into something that can compete with something like from Rockstar or any of the other big companies out there. So, yeah.
1: I look forward to Doom Eternal. Um, mm-hmm. Hope I would hope, Dying Light 2 comes out. I don't know, it sounds like it may not. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I a lot of a lot of the big the big games. Uh, but but yeah, I I still hold out hopes for things that are on sort of the uh, I guess the edge of of mainstream gaming now. Let's yes. say VR. Um, I think uh, I'm hoping Half Life Alex and and Medal Medal of Honor. Um, are also going to really uh, give VR the much-needed
0: boost that it needs. Um, I'm a huge proponent of uh, of VR, and anytime yeah. someone's like, oh, "It's kind of a fad," I'm like, I, I, "I don't think so. I really don't think so." And mm-hmm. I want people to. Sony's been really good about supporting PSVR, and uh, you know, finally, we're getting like, well, Half Life in general. But mm-hmm. to put a name like that on VR, I know some people have the reservations, but. I think it's kind of powerful because i think that will sell headsets i mean Mm -hmm. i have a vive i have psvr and um they're really incredible and like Mm -hmm. uh i just the tech is there it's in its infancy but the only way we can get it to be better is to support it and so with half-life alex and metal of honor coming out i I do hope uh like you were saying that uh Mm -hmm. that they really just they hit they resonate and they're well received because there's a lot riding on them so
1: yeah yeah and I, you know, I'm hoping that Apple really dives into the augmented reality front as well and does something there. But I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I got to s- visit a company in Silicon Valley here that's uh, putting electronics onto a contact lens. Uh, and it's going to put that on your eye and enable you to see augmented reality from your eyeball. So it's <laughs> happening.
0: It's finally happening yeah. in the future.
1: Because yeah. I so wear
0: contacts already, so I'm ready to go. Uh,
1: yeah, they got they got prototypes for it now, and um, I think within Man. a couple of years uh, it's going to be out there. And then after that, you can start thinking about like, hey, this will change games as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a HUD when you're walking around and all sorts of weird stuff, a map. Yeah, that's, ooh, that's that's kind of scary. So you, but I, I so like you'll that. recognize people, but you can't remember their names, right? That'd be such a good, good thing for me because I forget <laughs> names so easily. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, what do you think about the upcoming consoles, and what do you think about uh, streaming coming to the mix, and if we're even going to get another console cycle after this? Uh,
1: kind of a I big mean, question. Yeah, I think I think that is a good question about whether we're going to get another console cycle. But uh, in some ways, it, it won't matter in that uh, you know maybe the PC and the consoles are becoming so close that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think we're always going to get that great experience. Uh, exactly how it gets delivered to us, uh, there's going to be options now. It's going to, say, come through the PC, it's going to come through a console, or it may be streamed to us, uh, you know, from uh, a cloud gaming center, right? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think there's there's worry about the future of, of what kind of, of console-like games. Uh, I do... Um, I don't, I don't really know enough yet about uh, exactly what's in the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, uh, but, you know, they're going to be very similar uh, just yeah. because they're coming from the same roots of AMD. And, um, uh, uh, you know, if, if you start with the same sort of uh, 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 graphics processor combination, uh, you know, you can make some clever choices about uh, what you put around that uh, in order to, to make for better graphics or the best games. Um, uh, but they're going to be almost the same. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think there are things like, say, are you going to include VR? And Sony has to really think about that. Like, do they really believe in it enough in order to do that? Um, because Microsoft, last time around, they screwed it up. with was the Xbox One by believing that uh, this, you know, um, connect uh, was something, yeah. something that people were going to love, right? And instead, it became this, you know, expensive part of the machine that nobody appreciated, right? And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's where they have to really think hard about, you know, like exactly how are they going to package this at the lowest price um, to to get gamers excited. If
0: you could guess what do you think the prices on those consoles would be? I assume five hundred.
1: Yeah, probably the four or five hundred space.
0: Um, yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, they realize that if you know if you stray too far from that, uh, someone like Nintendo is going to come along and totally undercut you.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, they're really good about that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, with streaming, do you? I I didn't think Stadia was going to start the revolution, but do you mm-hmm. think that's going to be? I feel like Xbox is going to going to really lead the way in that because they're going to have it part of the whole package that people are already ready to invest in and they're going to slowly just kind of like present mm-hmm. it to everybody like hey you have the option for streaming here and mm-hmm. then they'll slowly take over from there whereas like with stadia it just shows up it's like this is what it does and some people are stoked some people aren't so i don't what's your opinion on the streaming and where it's yeah. gonna go i mean i definitely think like they they have this advantage on game
1: pass and they're yep. sort of proliferate proliferate this subscription across all of their their platforms the pc uh, the the, the next xbox and uh, that's going to be a good thing i um I, I i think you know sony has this great history of investing in single-player uh, uh story-based games that are just mm-hmm. really um wonderful exclusives and so i i think that's the way they they definitely fight back um agree 100 percent. yeah i i don't know if um uh, I think Microsoft got that religion and bought all those companies, uh, you know, in the last couple of years in order to, to try to match that. Um, but there's, you know, there's like an interesting sort of strategy shift at Microsoft to be more open. And, um, you know, they they may not put their exclusives totally as exclusive on the Xbox Series X as as much as Sony might for the PlayStation 5. And you have to wonder whether that's going to help them or, or hurt them. Uh, yeah, it's Mar- something Mar- I think Mar- about a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I have, I, you know, like I, I have opinions on this, but I don't have any inside track wisdom uh, uh, yet. You know, like I would, I would always try to get that, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not on the inside track here.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know you follow tech as well. So, uh, what uh, current and upcoming tech excites you, excites you the most? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mentioned that contact lens thing, um, Mm -hmm. and that's, uh, you know, I'm forgetting the the company name, but uh, that will be good. Um, You know, I I have an elderly mom, and I'm actually uh, uh, happy that uh, the tech industry has shifted some uh, so that it's actually thinking about technology for old people and what it can do for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, All these boomers are going to be retiring soon, and uh, it's Mm -hmm. a big market, right? And it's gotten ignored uh, in that, like you know I, I gave my mother a iPhone uh, to hoping that she would FaceTime me and wouldn't wouldn't ever feel lonely, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she could not figure out how to turn the thing on, right? And, like she 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 had you know grew up with rotary phones and uh, you know had no real familiarity with with uh, touchscreens. And so it just became a nightmare, right? to try to say, mm-hmm you can't explain to somebody how to use this right uh, when you're talking on the phone um, so so I, I think that um, these companies are now getting it and they're actually making technology for elderly people but also for caregivers who have to take care of these elderly people uh, and uh, like a fall detection watch uh, that you push strap on somebody's wrist and if it if they fell Uh, they will notify not only, you know, they were asked the person, did you fall? And they could tap a button that says yes. Uh, But also it it will just notify you with an alert that, you know, you should check this out because uh, your elderly person fell. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like that. Um,
0: uh, Yeah, I get excited when I uh, see, like, uh, I think it's Samsung. they Because over in Korea, I guess they do a lot of tech when it comes to, like, um, caregiving and hospital stuff which is really interesting um but i saw like these like um these legs that help you uh stand and walk uh Mm. better that that (laughs) even though it's not super exciting for anyone looking for like the crazy tech i think it's really neat that that we're merging technology yeah it's like uh, an exoskeleton uh, right exactly exactly yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly and and just if it could even help someone walk or or Mm. move in a way i i think is a really great direction to be going with tech I also so. saw like three different kinds
1: of flying cars. Uh, you know, the uh, Hyundai is uh, working with Uber to make a, a a flying taxi. Are they really? Yeah. And uh, wow. Okay. So, that's so at CES they showed these things off, and um, they're prototypes now. But uh, you, know, uh, you know, hopefully they will get them right. I think.
0: Yeah, that's a whole new uh, that's a whole new frontier. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. One more question. I'm gonna kind of close this out a bit. Are you optimistic uh, for the future of gaming, uh, social media, and games journalism?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I I think uh, uh, two out of three of those things certainly need a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the future of games is solid. Just totally solid and. You know, it, it dwarfs the uh, size of the the movie and music industries combined now, and so which I love. I, I think um, you know, like uh, I, you know, you point at a company like Disney, and uh, they 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 just uh, shut down their gaming businesses, and they also you know acquired Fox, and then they sold off those gaming businesses, but but Disney is actually maybe not as you know clueless about games as as you might think because they license you know uh a lot of uh, the best game companies now to make the games for them uh and so star wars uh jedi marvel order yeah yeah and Mar- you know marvel spider-man they're, they're some of the best games out there and disney is collecting this money and so mm-hmm. when when you have say you know the biggest entertainment company in the world recognizing that um, there's there's this value here Uh, I think you can uh, sort of appreciate that that gaming is going to be taken care of, right, by the largest companies in the industry, but it also has so much opportunity down at the bottom with people creating these games like, you know, Journey, Untitled Goose Game, um, uh, Celeste, you know, all, all, all the things that have just bubbled up from the bottom. And you have game companies like, say, Epic Games, Doing their part to make sure that those companies thrive. You know, they're only taking a 12% cut on sales instead of 30% like Steam.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh,
1: you know, there's there's different people who recognize where where what the opportunities are and how to make them grow and get bigger. So, gaming has no problem. Uh, game journalism uh, still, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, you could say I'm doing my part to damage it, <laughs> but, uh, but you're but also you not. You're also sitting not here to me,
0: though. So yeah,
1: I'm not trying to. I am uh, uh, hoping that it grows and uh, mm-hmm. you know it thrives as well. I think the uh, the independence of it is important. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I think you know influencers have shown that they are uh, massive and important and popular, uh, but they can be paid by those companies uh, to say what they're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as as much as people sort of suspect or hate this about game journalists, um, we're, we're not part of that, you know, group that is um, taking money from the, the, the folks the. No, that, no right. games
0: journalists are taking money from anybody or getting well, access to, to gonna, games, to premieres say, or.
1: I'm not going to say that, but at okay. least, you know, part of our standard way of operating is, mm-hmm. is supposed to be to be objective, to be independent. And to, to not take this money i mean you know they can advertise on our sites or they could say be a sponsor of our conferences or whatever yeah uh, but um you know direct bribery payments uh, to say something exactly as uh, as you, you know you want to say it uh, you know um no i'm not i'm not working as part of that company i'm not i'm not working for disney i'm not working for activision blizzard yeah. Uh, I can show you my W-2s that uh, show this. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and you would not be totally impressed with it. Um, so, um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I don't think people get into game journalism for uh, the, um, the lucrative opportunities that come to you, right?
0: Um, yeah, I always do it, suspect, though, that some people may be influenced by access, possibly, though. Of, of whatever and i'm not on the inside so that's just my speculation it's something mm. that i that i hear from a lot of people as well but you know i don't mm. believe everybody would be doing that it's probably a very small group of people mm. uh but I, I do suspect sometimes that some people uh lean in certain directions with their opinions on games because uh you could possibly upset somebody and maybe not get the next scoop or the next uh invite to whatever event yeah
1: you know? yeah i i think um you know, we it's okay to think about that, which is like, oh, oh I might piss these folks off
0: yeah. if
1: uh, I, I really say something off the handle or off, you know, whatever, crazy. Uh, but you remember that you have to extract their point of view, right? Um, mm-hmm. you, you go interview the people uh, at that company and they will give you their best pitch about, like, this is why it's a great game. This is, you know, have you thought about all these things that you can do in this game? Um, You know, when you're reviewing it, you're just reviewing it uh, based on what you think about it. But when you're reporting and writing a story uh, and producing uh, journalism, um, you have to get their point of view, right? Yeah. Um, uh, And you should also, you know, not ignore the point of view of gamers, right? And so, like, um, uh, the the funny thing that happens in mobile games these days and, like, the free-to-play microtransaction-based mobile games is that Mm -hmm. every once in a while the gamers revolt, right? And they say, (laughs) you know, you're squeezing us, you know, you're charging twice as much for this box that we bought, that we paid for it last year. uh, And, you know, why, why is that? And so they stage a boycott and, you know, um, I will, I will write about that. Right. And sometimes uh, when I've written about those things, uh, the next time around, they come to me and they say, will you tell the company that they're screwing this up again? And, you know, whatever. And so, um, uh, you know, um, we pay attention to what the gamers have to say as well uh, when we're writing these stories and trying to be objective, right? So Mm -hmm. um, if I was purely worried about offending the companies, I would never write these boycott stories, right? Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Um, What do you think games journalism could do better to possibly regain trust with gamers or just in general?
1: I mean, uh, adapting to this new age as much as possible, um, like, we're becoming very visual creatures, and uh, mm-hmm. I am a, I am this old newspaper journalist here. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, maybe I should flip it so that I'm producing a lot more video, but, you know, uh, not the kind of video that uh, gets me into trouble, but yeah. uh, higher quality video uh, mm-hmm. that tells the story in a better way. Like, I have a college age kid, and... Um, uh, uh, the kid put on an application. You know, my dad st- tells stories with words. Um, that, that's not enough for me, right? Uh, mm. And visually telling stories is actually uh, more like uh, what you maybe ought to try to do. Um, yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, I I think uh, game journalists also. You know, we, we don't have an association. We don't we don't have a. Um, a group that, uh, you know, like Jeff Keighley runs his own business giving out the game awards, right? Um, yeah. We don't have a collective group where um, we can band together and speak for ourselves, right? Say the way that the Entertainment Software Association speaks for the game industry. Um, okay, gotcha. The, the publishers, right? And so mm-hmm. so when we come under attack, uh, we have to fight that, um, that image problem one by one. Uh, yeah. And you know, it takes a lot of time to 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 say, defend yourself when you're under attack, um, and uh, and so it's a bit sad that um, you know uh, we don't have a way of collectively speaking up when people think uh, the worst of us.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no single representation. It's it's all these individual outlets and specific people who wrote the article or did the review and stuff. And uh, I do think people kind of uh, assume there is this across the board camaraderie between games journalists and i mm-hmm. think that that thought process kind of fuels the idea of this uh war between gamers mm-hmm. and games journalists but um
1: yeah i mean yeah. I, I think say like you know when i came under attack uh, during the cuphead days um uh you know nobody invited me up onto some talk show to say hey dean um you know can you transparently tell us what was going on here and uh you know we will disseminate this uh, widely so that people understand you know why you're such a screw up or whatever <laughs> uh you know i i, I yeah you know, I, I i do wish that uh, that there were sometimes better ways to communicate about uh being a communicator right
0: yeah that's the biggest thing i see missing in this whole equation is uh there, there's no communication happening. It's just people with their own ideas yelling it into nothing. And um, <laughs> I think it's really important to, to just kind of get the answers you're seeking. So I, I really appreciate you even giving me this opportunity to, for my own sake, understand you better. But possibly, hopefully, getting people to see this and, and understand you better as well. Uh-huh. Um yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Anything I missed possibly or something you might want to talk about before I close this out?
1: I think I think we're good. We've been at it a long time. People might be getting sick of me again. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they they might like even more after this. I mean, I've I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, so yeah, closing out then. Uh, what what's on the horizon for you? Uh, any uh, projects coming up? Anything with beat coming up? And um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna hit, hit try
1: to hit some conferences without catching a coronavirus uh, and uh you know i'm gonna that go lot. to the, the dice summit uh, in a couple of weeks and uh, uh meet with a lot of industry leaders there i think and then uh, i go to gdc uh we have our own conference coming up in april in los angeles uh, called the games beat summit uh that's uh, it's at the end of april and then i'll be hitting mm-hmm. e3 so I'm sort of starting the whole cycle of uh uh a new year covering all the stuff that's coming out in games. I am a little disturbed that uh, so many games have slipped um, because they slipped into the spring this year, mm-hmm. or, or last year, and, and now they're slipping toward the end of the year. And I'm yeah, it's weird. hoping we get a Cyberpunk
0: this year. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to be worried, like, I, where's all the games, you know? <laughs> yeah, one more, one more delay on that. I'll be pretty worried about it. That's a pretty substantial uh, delay they put on that game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Very cool. Where can people uh, read your articles and watch your videos and all that stuff?
1: Uh, on VentureBeat.com uh, and uh, GamesBeat.com. We can get to them that way. Uh, I'm Dean Tack on Twitter. And, um, and yeah, uh, maybe you shouldn't watch my videos,
0: actually. But <laughs> if they, if they uh... <laughs> we, we have a VentureBeat uh, YouTube uh, site as well. Ooh, one last thing. If you if you could say anything to the people who negatively view negative uh, what, what would you say to them?
1: Well, I'm um, I'm sorry for getting you all riled up again and uh, uh, playing so poorly, and I'm uh, trying uh, you know, not to make fun of anybody here. I'm not making fun of the game. I'm not mm. deliberately trying to play it poorly. Uh, I got stuck, and I tried to figure it out. I eventually did figure it out, uh, and I'm happy that I did that. Uh yeah. But I think I'm going to try to include more context and description in any kind of video that I'm going to be posting in the future so that uh, uh, we don't have so much uh, miscommunication.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I think transparency, like I said, is is the biggest thing that's missing here. So I think people will appreciate
1: that. I hate people who don't apologize. So yes, I am sorry, right? Uh, Yeah. Apologetic. uh, uh, Wouldn't qualify that and say, oh, I'm sorry you got offended. Right? Uh, I'm actually sorry, um, and so uh, hopefully, um, you know, people will appreciate well, what I do for what it is. Yeah, it's
0: so all you can hope for, and hopefully they do, and hopefully people will take it easy on you because I think some people are way too extreme about, uh, you know, their opinions of you based off of uh, some gameplay or some reviews they might have made mistakes on. But I mean, you're you're just a, a human. People make mistakes, and it, it's it's video games. It's just video games. So I mean, like people gotta. Still got to just chill out a little bit, but uh, yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, I would bring up this one little statistic that, yeah, I think there's five major things that I where I've totally pissed off people, right, in this mm-hmm. career. I think Adventure Beat. Uh, I'm well over having produced more than fifteen thousand articles in the last twelve years. Wow. So um, five out of fifteen thousand is not a <laughs> not big, so bad record. <laughs> Yeah, no, I
0: mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dean, for coming on and talking with me. I really appreciate it, um, and I really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, you're invited to come back anytime. Um, hopefully, you don't have another controversy. But if you do, if you want to explain yourself, you can do it here. I will definitely welcome that and uh, not be too judgmental about it. Right. So, thank you. I appreciate All it. Right. You're very diplomatic, and uh, and that works well. All right, so. Thanks. All right. Take